The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madea, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. The Forever Fab podcast values truth and authenticity. We encourage our guests to show up exactly as they are, as the best version of themselves. Please note, this podcast episode contains adult language. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast dedicated to fashion, the art of living well, and all things beauty. I'm your host, Dr. Shirley Madere, plastic surgeon, founder of the Holistic Plastic Surgery Philosophy, and your purveyor of this definitive source of living a beautiful life. In this podcast, we like to have intelligent and fun discussions around some of the things that we love and that move us with joy, namely fashion, art, wellness, and the many faces of beauty. I like to keep it refreshing and real, educational but entertaining, scientific, and fantastic. This week's episode is dedicated to goddess power. The topic is primal power and the oracle between your thighs, how to manifest your highest purpose. This is my interview with Nika Carly. Nika Carly is a medicine walker, erotic muse, moon stalker, storyteller, sexual energy alchemist, body poet, ceremonial activist and abolitionist, modern day abolitionist, if I may add. Mm. She is a truth seeker and ardent supporter of women. She is a self-described provocateur of the primal and the wilds. Nika is the creator of the concept of rewilding as medicine. And I think this is one of the reasons why she and I virtually connected. We do <laughs> medicine <laughs> in different ways, clearly. <laughs> She has spent over two decades using sports psychology, movement, breath work, sexual energy medicine, storytelling, and creative expression to guide elite athletes, artists, entrepreneurs, and executives, and today, us, into reclaiming their inner power to externally manifest their innate greatness. She has received notable media, including appearances on or at the Secret Library podcast, Hay House Heal Summit, the Sublime Woman Summit, the Pretty Soul podcast, Sex, Love, and Power, Melting Pot Radio, and the Co-Creative Sex Summit podcast series. After a visit to her website, you are enthralled, intrigued, and you thirst for more, as I did. You want to understand, to be understood to be empowered, and to become. You want to stand up and yet lie down, but ultimately feel free. To help us determine how to do these things and more, 
through going in all the way, reconnecting with yourself on a deep soul level, Nika will share with us her musings and her wisdom. She's here today with us via StreamYard to tell us about the madness and the power. Welcome, Nika. Thank you so much for becoming a beautiful member of this Forever Fab community. Mm. Oh, thank <laughs> you. What a, what a delicious intro. Hello. Right. <laughs> I, I felt my way through all of it. It's truly how I felt. So I just wrote down what I felt. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. So, Nika, tell me, really, what, besides what I just described in the intro, who, who are you? Where did you grow up? How did you grow into your power and your true essence? Yeah. So I grew up in a variety of places. <laughs> Most of childhood was spent back and forth between Connecticut and California. So very different, full-on East Coast, full-on West Coast vibes. And which very much informs a lot of my personality. Like <laughs> there's a whole lot of each. And the 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 finding of the power, like coming into the power for me. It was definitely more of a coming back. So when I was a little in, it was like it was oh, like the, the the unleashing and like the depths and the connection and the walking between worlds. And there was a suffocation of that that we all experience in some way, right? Um, yes. But that power aspect. So the, the for me, it's really been coming back to what I always knew to who I always knew myself to be. And I always knew it inside, mm -hmm. but business-wise, creatively, allowing myself to fully be that in all areas of life, that was the reclamation of power, the, the, the reclamation, the rewilding of walking between worlds on a humaning plane, like being able to access and unleash and fully be in all of it and also fully grounded in the humaning. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And was there something specific that led to your reawakening or your mm. reclamation to the realization that you have a calling? Yeah. The, the calling was always there that, that I always knew it was all like, there is not, there's not a night that goes by that I don't mm -hmm. lay my head down. That it's like, okay, go in, go deeper. Yeah. Let's go. The, the thing, the mission, even when I wasn't sure, like, okay, how do we do this? What, what are you asking of? Like, what is the thing? So the calling never died. Mm -hmm. I never stopped hearing it. It was me cultivating the capacity to live as it rather than trying to find it. It was there. It was simply allowing it to come home to roost and the, hmm, when, so, so I was raised uh, by my mom and my grandma, uh, down my, my, my mom and my, my stepdad, who's my dad. But when I was um, up until teenage years, it was my mom, my grandma. And when my grandmother passed, it was 
horrifically traumatic. And through that, I went into a deep freeze response. I didn't know that I was in a chronic systemic freeze response until a few years ago. I was like, oh, that's what's been happening this past decade. I see. And so through that, um, I finally went and did uh, like a two-year, 500-hour yoga teacher training. I, I really just was like, okay, I know that all of these are tendrils of the magic. I don't know where this is leading, but I, I I can't ignore it. I can't not live this anymore. And so from that place, uh, really dropping into deeper trauma healing on a systemic standpoint, specifically around um, in my body, in my lineage, uh, systemic racialized and sexualized trauma, mm-hmm. specifically bodies of color, um, but also working with coming out of freeze response as a creator. Like how do we still create and show up art as abolitionism? Like how do we still do the do when we are thawing a systemic freeze response? And anyone who's done like their own trauma healing knows once you start cracking that other stuff, arises. And so then my own uh, childhood medical trauma started coming up. I was like, oh, hey, we're doing some trauma healing. Let's bring it all out Mm -hmm. to the forefront. And through that, it was, there was simply, there was a de-armoring of everything. And so everything, I, I couldn't not let it through anymore. So the actual thaw Mm. is is scary it's intimidating mm. um, but what you're saying is y- you have to allow it and you have to de-ice you have to go through it and be vulnerable yeah depending on like like you don't have to right like you can keep well, going right right like you keep, <laughs> keep going um it depends <laughs> on how, it really depends on how you are desiring to experience yourself and to to, to experience life being made manifest through you like, so what is, what, what is the capacity with which you desire to experience life? Like, how do you desire to be that living evocation of the most high as you? Mm. And that is going to require us going all the way into the depths. We can't stay on the surface. We can't do superficial shit and expect and desire to be in the primordial muck. And so mm. trauma healing, especially um, systemic trauma healing, like, yes, acute, like that, like, body-based trauma therapist, right? Like working with acute things and the stuff that's been there, that's living in your body and that is coming out in whatever ways, whether that is um, you tearing down relationships, whether that is you limiting your capacity for pleasure, whether that is you uh, like, like just only offering up pieces of your creativity, of your art, of your, your body of work, whatever it, it however it's showing up. We, it's very hard for us, impossible, but you know, it's very hard for us (laughs) to fully show up if we're not going all the way in, right? And our trauma work, that's us going all the way in. So yes, you can go for, you can go years, right? And many of us do like without thawing. And sometimes the thaw is scary because we have become, we've begun to identify ourselves with who we are. Mm, in what the we do or what we do right and so mm-hmm. we then we adapt an identity that we then have to also de-armor thaw like 
reintegrate back into the whole once we say yes to the trauma work, which can be like any of our identity work, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is not who I am, or this is not a definition of me. It requires, it asks of us, it offers us a medicine portal back home. And then we just get, we, we, we get the opportunity to say yes or no. And both of them then take us deeper into whatever initiation soul is offering up to us. Like there's no right or wrong. And <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> if you want to go into the depths, it requires going into the depths. No doubt. No doubt. And you have gone into the depths with your clients. You've spent um, over, over two decades using the various methods I listed in your intro, yeah. whether it's sports psychology, um, movement, breath work, um, sexual energy medicine, storytelling, creative expression. And you've done that to, to help guide your clients who, again, as I mentioned, are athletes, artists, you know, regular everyday folks, entrepreneurs, executives, when you, when these, for example, when these so-called higher level people, you know, come to you, the celebrities, the athletes, which would have, they're looking for, right. Um, when they seek your help, is it a matter of optimizing their performance or unleashing their fullest creative potential or increasing revenues? What is it something else? What would you say the common denominator is? Definitely an unleashing, but beyond and beneath that is the full accessing of themselves, right? So, so mm-hmm. yes, there's an optimization, right? Like if we're talking high performance, right? We, we want to yeah. be at peak performance if we're, you know, on stage, on a, you know, on a track, like whatever it is. Um, but being able to access the totality of yourself and mm-hmm. to pour that into whatever it is that you touch. So there is no, like we leave this plane, this, this earthly realm with our souls completely wrung out. We have left nothing back. We have held nothing back. We have, we have just completely excavated the truth, the depths, the wilds of us. We have completely remembered ourselves back into, uh, back into God consciousness, creator consciousness, like everything back into ourselves and so that we every every area of our lives relationships performance uh creativity intimacy whatever it is all of it our health our wealth everything is all of us we are no longer living a fragmentation what i call the frequency of fragmentation we're no longer living into that we've come back into the reintegration so my my peeps come and some of them yes it's it's like making more money with, with their business, fully bringing, uh, like the, the raw wild, like I, I, like just pouring themselves into it performance. Yes. And underneath all of that, it's like bringing everything, everything. So the thing that's howling at them in the night, Mm. they can Mm. no longer ignore it and they no longer want to ignore it. And they're ready to go all in and hold the line on who they are. That's serious. Enticingly, <laughs> enticingly oh. serious. Oh. Yes. <laughs> on your website, on your homepage, you mentioned, and I quote, because the muse shows up when the body becomes fertile ground, end quote. I was captivated by that. But at the same time that I was captivated and delighted by it, I was like, okay, I'm not really sure what that means. So who yes. is the muse? Yes. <laughs> and what are the benefits of, of being either on or in or within fertile ground? Yes. Oh, I love this. <laughs> very, uh, very often. And this is like um, a lot of my clients, they come to me, they're like, 
I only understand like half of what you're saying, but we have to start. <laughs> like, I don't even know. I'm kind of even angry, but we have to start. Like, I don't know what yes. this is. And like, yes. yeah, perfect. That's what it is. Like, exactly. Um, so a lot of times what happens in, you know, you know, hashtag spiritual conscious um, communities, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I was just talking about this with clients yesterday, um, that it starts, or with a friend yesterday, that it starts from, oh, let me go very... Um, uh, in, in a vata, in a uh, an airy, like uh, spiritual realm. Like, let me go up and let me connect in there and let me have all of my awakenings and reawakenings, but there's no, there's no root. There's nothing to hold you in whatever it is that you access. And so then it comes into a very dysregulated body. Mm. And then everything that you touch and everything you are, you've now had all of these spiritual experiences, but the body that is carrying them into the world and through the world is still dysregulated in your trauma body, in your nervous system, in your colonization. You haven't actually given it anything to take root. So the soil, the ground that you've done all of the spiritual work, it's, 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 um, it's like, uh, I live in the desert. It's like caliche. It's like this really hard ground that not like you can dig and you can dig, but nothing really mm. takes root because mm. it's so arid and dry and hard. Mm. And so you can plant all you want, but if you can't get past and underneath the caliche, it doesn't matter. And so it's like trying to do all of this stuff from your, your upper self, either through That's thinking cool. mind or just trying to access spiritual quote unquote enlightenment. Don't get me started on enlightenment, but <laughs> trying to access this transcendence beyond, you know, beyond something. Um, but you haven't actually done anything, right? There, there's no pelvis, there's no tailbone, there, there, there's no, uh, like you haven't dropped into the sex, you haven't dropped into your feet, the soles of your feet, you haven't touched down with the land. And so fertile ground allows us to actually be in ourselves. It allows us, so the muse, the muse, whatever the muse is for you, your creativity, your inspiration, your God, your, your source, your divinity, your soul, your you, right? Your you, but whatever, <laughs> however you relate to, to yourself um, as a whole, it's allowing that, right? We can seek that. We can seek it. We can seek it for as long as we want. But if we don't give it fertile ground to come in and to land and to live in, if we do not do our our own decolonization work, if we do not do our own gender and binary um, dissolution work, if we're not in our own healing of our own past, if we're not allowing ourselves to do our identity work, our belonging work, to, to be with nature and the land, all of the other stuff that we're trying to do, it has no place to live. And so you can chase the muse. You can chase your creativity. You can chase the book that you're trying to write. You can chase booking the stages. You can chase the media, chase leading ceremony. You can chase all of it. But if you're not giving, if you're not creating, if your body is not rooted in a solid, fertile foundation, everything that you're trying to bring in, it has no place to come home. And so allowing your body soul, right? So whatever, whatever it might mean for, for, for all of us, right? Um, but God, creator, divinity, great mystery. Um, coming into uh, the whole, also expressing as individual souls, right? Like also expressing and then souls living 
in and our body living in soul, soul, body, right? And Mm -hmm. so we've got this place for creation to also be made manifest in form. But if we're not allowing that form to be fertile, it's very challenging for us to drop into our full remembrance of the whole. Yeah. Of your whole. Yeah. Wow. So is this particular concept, by the way, that all of what you just said was Mm. like a total drop the mic moment? But I can't drop my mic because then you wouldn't right, hear me. Right. But I'm just going, we're going to proverbially drop <laughs> well, the mic on that. Because oh, yeah. that, oh, yeah, like that was beyond mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. That was just another kind of this. Okay. So <laughs> is this why mm. the rewilding, mm-hmm. right, of, mm-hmm. of womanhood, the reclamation, the reintegration of our mm-hmm. essence, is this, is the, why is that so critical to our yes. survival, not just yes. as women, yes. but but as humans, yes. why is the rewilding and the reintegration of, of everyone, men and women, yes. but women in particular, why is that crucial to the survival of the human race? Yes, because the world has tried to domesticate us, mm. right? There is to a domestication. Yes. Yes. And in that suppression and that suffocation, which is born from many things, white supremacy, uh, very much at the helm of, of, mm. of this and how it um, has desecrated culture and it has desecrated um, bodies and it has desecrated the land and, and all of the things and, and, and everything that has come through and come from that, the binaries and all, and all of the things. If we do not allow ourselves to come back into the raw primordial beingness, like if we do not tap into something and that which is beyond the constructs that we have been taught uh, define us, we can't, we, we can't access, we can't be in the accessing, we cannot hold the infinite in form. Right. If we are in our in our suppression, if we are in our suffocation, if we are in our oppression, right, if we are living in our oppression, then we continue to perpetuate oppression in the world, which means everybody that is not in their own wild, that does not have access to their own remembrance is living and being a part of the collective in a body that is dysregulated. Resma Medicam in my grandmother's hands, highly recommend this book, highly recommend him as a teacher. Um, he really, really speaks to how if we are doing our own embodied somatic abolition trauma work, that our bodies become regulated, right? You come into my presence, you're coming into regulation, right? Like this is a regulated body, right? This is why uh, a lot of my clients come, like they, they want the intoxication. They want to like, how do we evoke that? How do we live as this evocation? Like you got to regulate, your body's got to ground. And if we don't touch into the wilds, Right. If we just try to think our way through, we have cut ourselves off from the primal aspects of our beingness. This has been taught through many things, um, especially through slavery, erasure, genocide, colonization, systems of oppression that teach that the wild are, are the, it, it's, it's heathen. Right. It, 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 it's 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 it's. All of the things that are bad and and will destroy society. And when we lose our connection to the wilds, we lose our connection to who we are. And then we live in collectives that 
that that that, that hold the, the the denigration that hold the the destruction of our truth of our capacity like this is like in our society we try to very westernized society colonized society um there's very much this emphasis that you have to heal as an individual but but trauma healing in the days of old right we yes you work on your you work on your own stuff but we also mm-hmm. healed in community right we communed and so everything was done with a space of the whole in mind that it wasn't yeah. just what you're doing for yourself it was that and it was the yes and and so the wilds allow us to be in collective so the air that we breathe life force right our life yes. our prana yes. we breathe she, our inhales yes. our, our exhales we are in an energetic exchange with life, but also as life. So when air comes back out, life comes back through us in our exhale that we are giving back into the collective. If it is coming from an oppressed, suffocated, domesticated body, that is what you are sharing back with the collective. Mm, that's powerful. I'm taking so many notes. I love it. I love oh, it. gosh. <laughs> when you contemplate your purpose and and you contemplate what your purpose is, which I know you said your calling was always there, but you've, you mentioned also on your website and I quote, whenever I happen to forget, Mm -hmm. I excavate Mm -hmm. and unleash hashtag all the things through my threshold remembrance and wild nectar practices to drop myself right back into the instinctual and unapologetic knowing exactly who I am and exactly what I came here to do about it. End quote. So <laughs> brilliant. Can you describe one of those practices? So let's say you're, you're just having a day uh-huh. and you, you forget and you're distracted and you get caught up. Yes. How do you get back to that self? Describe yeah. one of those practices briefly, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Very often there's music involved with headphones, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I am I am a I'm an extreme introvert. Like I, I can be on stage, I can teach, I can do, and then I'm like, and I'm out. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. everyone be Deuces. quiet. Like as soon yeah. as I'm done, yeah, <laughs> things as I'm done. And so it's very much um I live in a city, so there it, it's a lot, right? It as yeah. an empath, yeah. indigo child, introvert, it's it's a yeah. lot, right? And so yeah. headphones help me to just like shut everything out. So there's very often headphones and music. And then I just drop in with body and breath. I very mm-hmm. often go outside barefoot and I just start mm-hmm. to move and I shake and I start to feel where, where is it getting sticky? Where does stuff feel stuck? Where is there, mm-hmm. what's a stuck point in my breath where I'm feeling mm-hmm. like emotions or energy. And sometimes I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, like if I'm trying, if I'm trying to think, if I'm in mental masturbation, I'm on the creative hamster wheel of doom, dropping myself down, right? Rather than mm-hmm. trying to like touch, you know, um, touch God, touch universe, that's always there for me, right? It's always there for everyone, but the connection, that's always there. But for mm-hmm. me, the challenge has been like, and human, right? Like mm-hmm. be in the humaning. And so I drop it in, right? Pussy, pelvis, tailbone, thighs, soles of the feet, getting into the earth, shaking, breath work, dancing, anything that like, if I, if I'm feeling, um, 
oh, like, oh, what, it, oh, what should I do to him in that kind of like, oh, yeah. but it's got to yeah. be right. Something like yeah. trying to make something right. Uh, right. There's very often very silly movement, right? Like, like more like an improv, but like, it can't look good. Like just make it like yeah. what, so it's silly and random. I roll around on the ground a lot. Um, I hump things. Like I just let myself get out of whatever place I've been forgetting Mm-hmm. And I just come back to body, breath, blood, and bones. And I let yeah. myself be without trying to get to something. And I'm not doing, here's, here's a big thing. I'm not doing the practice to get to something, right? Mm. I'm not trying to get the, the thing written. I'm not trying to, to make the sale. I'm not trying to have the perfect thing to say. It's a noticing, ah, if I'm in the forgetting, if I notice, when I notice, oh yeah, this isn't how I enjoy experiencing life. This is not how I enjoy being. Yeah. So you just feel your way through it. Yeah. Like let it, let it move, let it be. And then I'll journal if there's stuff that needs to come through. If there's, you know, I'll very often like then go create something, write something, post something, but it's dropping in, like Mm -hmm. knowing yourself and allowing yourself to come back like, oh, right. I forgot. Okay. Mm. I forgot. Yeah. Remember Again. me? I'm, yep. Yep. Cool. <laughs> cool story, bro. Let's come back. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's get back to the, act, the actual truth. Yeah. So right. <laughs> there's movement, there's breath, um, depend like nature, sometimes uh, sex magic, but like the basics, it generally begins with some music, some breath, some movement in the land. Yeah. As modern day Mm. sentient beings Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, society and frankly just in general the human condition Mm. uh, have trained us to forget our primal power right we Mm -hmm. have been disintegrated so which i presume is what you're calling the the you know colonization we've been colonized we've been disintegrated so how can we decolonize how can we reclaim ourselves? And in order to move forward, why is it important to do so, to reclaim and not just sort of be, you know, different aspects of ourselves out there in the world? Why is it so yeah. important to just present as one unified all that we are? Mm. <sighs> for For me, it's Rather than, it's, it's almost even like shifting from a presentation, right? Like rather than presenting yourself, mm. it's embodying yourself, right? Like are you ah. actually embodying yourself, right? Oh, or is it something true. that you are doing to, you know, present to someone else, right? Like if you're in that proving aspect of identity. And so so first it's like, yes, we get to come in and, and drop back in. And the decolonization, Right, like very often we do a whole a whole lot to 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 free ourselves, right? To to be in our own freedom, to 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 reclaim that, and we don't we 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 can tend to stop there, and the decolonization aspect is for me the liberation of one meets absolutely nothing without the liberation of all. Mm-hmm. If you are not standing for actual liberation of all sentience, of the land, of all humans, whether or not they look like you, whether or not they have the same thing between their legs, whether or not they were born on the same side of the world, like whatever, whatever it is. If you are not standing for for liberation, 
then you are standing for something that just like something that means something to you, but you're also cutting yourself off from the actual depths of your own liberation. And very often people want to get into like, like, like that, that, that optimization peak performance, they want to, you know, fully unleash the magic and, 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 and do whatever their purpose is and their calling. And yet they're not working with the, the anti-blackness that they hold inside. They're not working with the, the, the systemic racism, racism that they hold in their bodies. They're not working with the, right. Like the, the homophobia, the trans, they're not working with these pieces Right. Um, the, the, the gender binary that that lives in in our ideas of how people have to look, if you have to walk, have to dress. If we're not. If we're not excavating. The biases, the prejudice, the 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 inherent ways in which we view people as other or and or the ways in which we view ourselves as other because that is the racialized trauma the sexualized trauma that we've been holding in our bodies if we are not doing that work we are not free mm. you can do all the things you can get on your mat you can go for a run you can surf you can write the books you can hire the the best coaches and the mentors and get all the degrees and if you are not decolonizing the tissues the cells of your body the breath the air that you breathe you are not free and you are perpetuating the oppression in the world with how you are going about your life and this is and this is not like oh one person no 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 everybody <laughs> like yeah. we all do this we all perpetuate oppression we all hold our own privileges and if we are not willing to decolonize what those things are in our own bodies then the lives that we are living as free as we want to get as as deep as we want to go as as you know high performance as we'd like to, to like to to be and think of ourselves if we are not decolonizing the tissues the body breath the blood of ourselves then what we are creating how we are living the sex that we're having the love that we're making out into the world our energetic exchange as life is coming from a basis of oppression if we are not decolonizing the oppression in our bodies then we are perpetuating the oppression in the world and so when we drop into this reintegration we're able to hold ourselves in what we find we're able to hold ourselves in the systemic trauma, intergenerational trauma, racialized, sexualized, ancestral, we're able to hold ourselves in the ramifications that have been living, the things that we have perpetuated upon others and upon ourselves. We can hold ourselves when others are trying to perpetuate onto ourselves. We can hold ourselves, we can ground and we can be, we can continue, we can continue healing and we can continue standing for the healing and the liberation of the whole. Mm. Amen yeah. to that. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> from, the, from the peanut gallery. Amen. <laughs> Shall we get a little saucy, Nita? Yes, a little yeah. saucy. How does it. our sexuality serve as a portal to the soul? Mm. Yeah. So we can do a whole lot of our work. We we can do all the things, (laughs) but if we are not also dropping into the work with our own sexuality, and this is our sexual identity, this is sexual preferences, this is sexual energy. This is, uh, this is the 
the sex, yeah. <laughs> what we have on sex in our in our bodies, if we're not also dropping in and being with that magic, if we are not allowing it to be medicine, right? If we're not allowing ourselves to work with that, that is our um, our, our sexual energy. It's like our, our heavier density, right? It's like, whew, we're in, we're down in, we're in our bodies, we're on the land, we're here. If we're not working with that, then it's running amok. Like mm-hmm. we don't we are all sexual energy is creation energy, right? And I'm yes. not talking about having children like that. Yes. But I'm, I'm talking like life, death, mm-hmm. destruction, rebirth. It is in all, right? It is all, everything is of, of this energy. If we are not working with it, it's going to be running amok because it doesn't go away just because you are not in the, the healing or a healthy relationship with your sexual energy. It's there. And if you're not in a healthy relationship, right, it's going to be running amok in the background. And if we're desiring a deeper remembrance back into soul, right, but we are not allowing ourselves to be in a healthy relationship with ourselves as the whole, because our sexuality, our sexual energy is a part of the whole, whatever it might be, it's a part of the whole. And so our, our, our spiritual, um, essence, energy, consciousness, like that, that's our, that's our lighter density, right? Like that's, that's that like, Oh, it's like, Ooh, it's like expansive. If we are not in working with ourselves in our polarities, We will either try to continue just like floating up without grounding at all, or we'll start to um, leak energy and leak power and and all of the things uh, with past lovers into like whatever it might be, past traumas, et cetera. And so working with our sexual energy allows us to have that, um, what is, oh my God, what's the word? The the fecundity. (laughs) It it allows us to have, right. To, to drop in to this, this, this nectar, this, this elixir that lives in our bodies. No, like it's there and we get to actually be with it rather than running from it, rather than vilifying it, rather than trying to ignore it. We get to a allow it to be a part of our healing and we can allow our sexual energy to be um this this alchemy to transmute our trauma right we can allow it to transmute our experiences of our trauma we can work with sexual energy pleasure and anger rage we can work with mm-hmm. all the different aspects of sorrow and we can begin to alchemize that into a really grounded and rooted state of being that allows us to clearly hear listen and translate the truth of soul the messaging of soul the calling of soul the purpose of whatever that might be like however you're feeling you know um relational with with your purpose that you can actually hear it rather than yeah. like i know there's something uh like i feel confused i can't touch down like what is the thing like we actually are able to be in this deep communion this devotional yes. this devotional communion with soul because we're not cutting ourselves off. When we cut ourselves off from our sexuality, we cut ourselves off from soul. Because soul is everything. Like, it's all. It's yeah. not just your thoughts. It's not just your this, right? Yeah. And so if we want the whole, we got to allow ourselves to remember ourselves as the whole. So this, this sexuality and the sexual mm-hmm. energy actually serves as a conduit to soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sexual energy then... It, it's always there, as you mentioned, right? It doesn't necessarily change with certain even traumatic events mm-hmm. in life or it doesn't necessarily change 
at specific stages, you know, whether or not women are going into the change or whatever the case may be, right? Sexual energy is always there. It's just a matter that we may nurture it in different ways. Would you agree at different times of our lives? Would you agree with that? Right. Yeah. Like we, we have a different experiencing of mm. our sexual mm-hmm. energy. Um, and most especially like through through trauma, we can feel like sexual energy is it, it's just gone. It's not safe. It's like a- absolutely not available for us. Um, right. And depending on on what you are desiring to to now step into in this moment, healing that relationship can really allow you to to heal that connection with soul, with your body, with life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And yes, sexual energy, it is energy, right? It's creation energy. And so it is always here. You are of it. It is of you and your relationship with it will ebb and flow, right? You will go through seasons. You will go through connection, like deep communion and full on ignoring it. Like you can (laughs) go through these different things. And then there's also um, encoding that we get to work with and heal around it. Like, you know, that season of life, you're going into menopause, you're you're of a certain age, like, oh, it's gone. If Mm -hmm. your encoding tells you it's gone and then you're like, oh my God, it's gone. Like it doesn't, it's not gone, right? But if we have a belief that has been born through generations and then we've held in this body for decades that, oh, once I hit this age, it's, you know, it's over. And then we experience that. It's like, we, we have, we've been expecting that our entire lives. And so, yes, that's what we can very often experience, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. And so we all have the capacity to access and work with a very healthy sexual energy. And we are all in different states and phases and experiences and traumas. And so our relationship with our sexual energy will be different depending on where we are in any given moment. I have to thank you for um, educating me and enlightening Mm -hmm. me on that because my whole you know, philosophy, at least in my practice, and frankly, in my life is that I approach life and with my particular line of work, I approach health and wellness and beauty through a holistic approach. But it's, that's been totally incomplete, because I talk about nutrition, I talk about um, spirituality, I talk about financial wellness and environmental wellness. And I do not talk about sexual wellness. So you just, again, another mind-blowing moment and an opportunity for me to reclaim a a truer definition, a more complete definition of my so-called holistic philosophy, right? And I wonder, so thank you for that. Oh, you're so welcome. I wonder if it's because um, sexuality is, is still a bit of a taboo topic and how, through your work, I know you're re-educating women to reclaim not only what's in our nature, but what is naturally essential and beneficial to our growth and healing. So you're including uh, sexual sort of energy work in your work. How has that manifested for some of your clients? How, how do they be, feel re-empowered? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. Like I hear things like, oh my God, um, 
<laughs> this is like the first time, like I actually feel like I'm, I am a woman, right? I, I, um, and, and even in male clients, it's like their erections, like their, their capacity to actually stand in partnership mm. has been like completely transformed your arts. Like, Oh my God, like all my clients are, are artist creators, you know, in, in some way. And the ways in which they show up and the things that they are now producing because they're working with their sexual energy, your like it's creation energy. And so yeah. what you create becomes completely transformed. So some people completely, <laughs> completely close their last business and go into like a full on new stuff. Some wow. people are healing and just like having so much, they, the expansion for, intimacy with their partners and intimacy with their money and intimacy with their body mm. and intimacy with their, like with their, uh, their business or creativity before there was a, a fragmentation where it was like, okay, I could be here or I could be here or mm-hmm. I can be like, I had to choose. It has to be what, and now they're in the space where they're fully like in all of the areas of their lives, more money, more like orgasms, like, yeah, like so much stuff. It's, it's, that, so that really good. gives new meaning to the term pivot of the pelvis. Oh, <laughs> I yes. mean, yes, wow. It, it just all flows from there, doesn't it, Nika? Yes, it does. It's like our cradle of life. Yes. Like legit. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. You've been listening to part one of the Forever Fab podcast, my interview with Nika Carly. Stay tuned for part two next week. You've just listened to part one of Forever Fab podcast. Please stay tuned for part two coming up next.